give out some awards and one lucky audience member will host the Oscars. <laughs> um, Ellen has reached out to uh, Kevin Hart and the Oscars people and saying, I think you should let him be. Yeah, well, and now she's catching hell online. Jack. She's a power. Of course, broker. everybody catches hell online oh, yeah. for everything, no matter what you say or do. Oh, yeah. I want to talk about that later. Yes. Uh, it's, so it's, it's the great phony journalism trend of our lifetimes. It really the is. The fake online scandal, and it's ridiculous. Um, government shutdown, the wall. We got an update on that. We're going to talk to smart people, hopefully, about that throughout the morning. Um, hear a little bit from OAC on 60 Minutes last night. A- AOC. AOC. I'm trying yeah. to remember that as an AOK. AOC. She's a better-looking Fidel Castro. Why do I care? And uh, we still haven't gotten to Sean's calculation. How much of her popularity is because she's hot? I know he figured the numbers. Positive, Sean. Are you ready? To- yeah, so I, I've broken it down. So her policies are 11%. Her attractiveness, I have at 28%. Her youth, I have at 29%. Mm. So a virtual tie mm. there. Mm. But her attitude, I have, is 32%. I think her, her overall, hey, I'm whatever, I'm doing it my way, I think is very appealing to uh, her fans. Uh, just- you, you are so obviously trying to come on to her. <laughs> <laughs> by not saying it's 70% hotness, because it's 70% hotness. Did saying, you see that, her dancing around video? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my I, gosh. Speaking as a heterosexual male, politics aside, <laughs> yes is the answer. If you yes. combine youth and attractiveness, which I don't think is that unfair, it's it's you know it's getting close to 70, 60%. Okay, yeah, yeah. Right. Those yeah. would go together. Yeah, because um, yeah, I thought if you, had, if you had a fat, pudgy, old, bald, white guy, Saying the same thing she said last night in 60 Minutes. Wow, well said. She'd have been roundly, he would have been roundly mocked. I don't right. know, people <laughs> like a good fat guy dancing video. <laughs> anyway, We're not new, talking about the video. New, oh, new oh. Year's resolutions. Do you have a New Year's resolution? You, Joe, do you have a New Year's resolution? You know, I don't really. I've been so busy bouncing back from the surgery to get my hip customized that I'm... Uh, I just, I've just been thinking day-to-day getting stronger. I'll, I'll always remember your New Year's resolution of wear better pants. Right. That one made a statement. <laughs> yeah, and I did for a while. <laughs> Sean, do you have now a New Year's resolution? Now they're in my closet. Sean, do you have a New Year's resolution? It, mine is to do more open mic stand-up stuff. It's I, a good I one. fell out of that ha- habit, so I'm trying to get back into it. Yeah. Michael? I'm going to resole my shoes regularly. <laughs> a little haberdashing. Awesome. Um, and mine was or is to, uh, to, to definitely eat better. And uh. just not eat crap. But my, my wife made... Homemade scones last night with, oh. with homemade maple glaze. What? Are you not going to eat a warm homemade scone with warm homemade maple glaze on it? Who who can walk by that? I'm sorry. I'm looking around to see where you put them since you brought some in, I'm sure. But uh, <laughs> well, they're, seeing they're here. They're in my belly. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't count how many dozens of gingerbread cookies have been made at my house in the last three weeks. Uh-huh. An astounding number. Uh-huh. Oh, and and uh, I've been doing a pretty good job. So, um, and if you're you're a roll your eyes at New Year's resolution person, I kind of thought this was interesting in the New York Times, the science to back it up, including the idea that there is some advantage to a New Year's resolution just in general. January, according to some of these people who study the way the mind works, psychologists, whatever, um, there's something about a fresh start that can be very, very powerful in our minds for a, for a time to be to begin something. Right. Whether it's your birthday or or New Year's Eve or first day of school or or whatever or Monday winter solstice, <laughs> that's your thing, right? Um, <laughs> at the core of every re- resolution are habits: good ones, bad ones, stop biting your nail ones. If you want to change yourself, you need to start changing your habits, and we've talked about this uh, before. 
the power of habits is amazing, and I try to remember this all the time. It's the way human beings are built. Just as hard as it is to quit a bad habit is as hard as it is to quit a good habit. It blew, my, you, it blew if, my mind when I heard it. Habits are hard to break, good and bad, period. Yeah. And um, so what you want to do is create good habits. Mm-hmm. And then once you can get them going, once you can get over the hump, it's, get over the hump, it's hard to stop. Right. When I was in the habit of running every day, which I did for like a decade, um, it was almost impossible for me to not. Mm-hmm. It would be on my mind all day long. You still haven't run. You still haven't run. It might be nighttime and it's raining, but I got to go run. I just I didn't feel right unless I did it. Right. I got rid of that habit. I'm now <laughs> the opposite end of it, and it's just it's just almost impossible. So for starting new habits, it talked about um, the importance of just starting a little bit and how important it could be. If you want to start practicing the piano every day. If you just go and sit at the piano every day, open it up and set the book on there, and then sit there and stare at the book for 30 seconds, and you do that every day, you're way better off um, than, you know, you go and practice for like an hour, and then you don't, and then Thursday you practice for a half an hour. and Then Friday you don't have time for an hour, so you don't do anything. Yeah, exactly. Right. You're way better off just sitting there every single day. Same with the gym. You're better off... If you drive to the gym, put on your work clothes, drive to the gym, and you know walk around for three seconds and go back home, then 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 to go work out for an hour and then you get around to it in three days. I mean, you got to create a habit to where in your mind this is just what we do. Um, you know, I've had bad habits that were very hard to break too, like you know eating crap or whatever. This is just what you do. My nighttime snack is a habit. Um, that's I remember when you were chasing squirrels a lot too. You just you'd see one walk by, you just couldn't not chase it. Um, it's a very odd habit. Take the theme of reducing stress if that's one of your New Year's resolutions. For example, is there that's anybody a good one. who doesn't want to? That, do that is a good one. You might try meditating and hate it, but since your goal wasn't meditate ten minutes each day, you don't have to abandon the resolution completely. Maybe you try yoga next if meditating isn't your thing. Have a have a have a overarching goal of like. Health, it seems like a, uh, uh, according to them, is a better idea than, you know, eat salads every day. Something specific. Try to uh, try to just have an, uh, an overall plan. But one thing that stuck out to me is try to imagine yourself a year from now. This is in choosing your New Year's resolutions. Try to, try to imagine yourself for a year from now if you were successful or weren't successful and how you would feel. And I thought about mm. that in terms of my, like, because I have kind of a goal for losing weight. Mm-hmm. And if I got at the, if I get to the end of the year and accomplish my goal, I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel that fantastic. It wouldn't seem that important to me. Mm. As opposed to if I didn't accomplish the goal. In other words, it's not, it's not. Is important to me as I think it is. Wow! So it's just the it's size kind of, of that gulf is probably the power of the resolution, or, or how, yeah, how motivated you're going to yeah, be. I just thought that was an interesting mind game to like to get yourself into the 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 the, the, the space of realizing how important this actually is. Okay, interesting. And if I lose five pounds or gain five right. pounds, eh, I'm not going to really care that much. Your bikini body's already. Yeah. <laughs> So should I make that my big New Year's resolution, my big life-changing thing, or should it be something else? Now, if I, if at the end of the year I realized I had meditated for 10 minutes every single day, I'd think that's awesome. That could actually have an effect on my life. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's a better New Year's resolution. Or even if you did it most days, or, right. or more days than last year. 
Yeah. I used to be cynical about New Year's resolutions. I'm not anymore. I think just there is a feeling of rebirth and, and, and newness. But like you said, birthday or the solstice or whatever, that would work. Well, we've all seen the statistics like 90% of people cave within a week or something. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's unbelievable. Well, especially if you frame your resolution as opposed to, I'm going to go to the gym five days every week this year. And you just say, I'm going to go to the gym more than I did last year. Right. Right. So it's so easy to fall off track on that first week. If you only make it four days, well, my whole resolution's out. Right. But if you're but instead if you're, of feeling empowered and thinking, you know, that's a decent start. Yeah. You're thinking I failed. Yeah. Yeah. Which is bad brain chemistry. You don't want that. Again, research shows that rather than breaking bad habits, you should attempt to transform them into better ones. To do so, you need to determine your habits trigger its cue and reward and then find a new behavior that satisfies both. Say, say that again. Cues usually fall into one of five categories. Time, location, people, emotional, or ritual. Things that start you in your bad habits. Okay. Do you always get an afternoon snack because you're hungry, because you're bored? Is it because you're starved for office gossip that you go down to the lunchroom and, and eat? You need to determine what the uh, the trigger is, what's making you do these things. Trigger warning, trigger warning. It's vital to understand the reward you crave. Are you eating because you're bored? Yes. Or you're tired? Yes. Or you're actually hungry? Sometimes. <laughs> Or because there's a giant tin of uh, gingerbread cookies. Or or in this case, you know, if you're that sort of person because you want to go down there and hang out and talk to people. That's, sure. That's not my reason. No, no, no. I walk down the hallway with my head down. Yes. Hoping nobody sees me. Joe hasn't eaten in four weeks because there's there are people near the food. Um, there's a new book out called Atomic Habits and the Importance of Starting Small on These Sorts of Things. His two-minute rule prescribes only completing the outside of any new habit. That's the idea. If you want to read a book a month, you read a page a day. I love that idea. Love, love, love it. I've actually done it myself. Or the thing I mentioned about the piano. You sit at the bench and you open the songbook and you call it good. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you go to the gym. It might sound frivolous, but the art of showing up helps put a behavior on autopilot. I did it when I was writing a lot. It's incredibly helpful. I am going to sit down at this keyboard and stare at it. And you always end up doing something. Or, you know, for a while it was I wanted to play guitar every day. I would pick it up. And that's all I asked of myself. It works. It really works. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. That's become such a habit for me. I almost can't not do it. Um, by performing these seemingly. The squirrels in your neighborhood are a lot happier, too. By performing these seemingly futile actions for six weeks, the just going to the gym and leaving, sitting down at the piano bench, reading one page a day. You will become the type of person who works out every day, who reads every day, who plays the piano every day. That's good stuff, man. That's the best thing I've ever heard yeah. about a resolution. Mm-hmm. We all go way too far. Yeah. How many times have we said this in the history of the A&G show over these decades? Lower your standards. <laughs> it's true for a lot of things. Yeah. The art of showing up. I really like that. You know, Positive Sean brought us the uh, the saying, the bromide, the, the pearl, the chestnut, that uh, comparison is the thief of joy. And usually that's applied to if you compare your life to other people. Don't do that. Just have a happy life. But it's also true with your ex- expectations of yourself. Don't expect to go to the gym five days a week. Expect to go. Don't expect to look like a magazine model. Mm-mm. And then when you fail, just... Unless you are, like Ocasio Cortez Castro. Yeah. AOC, what you call it. Yeah, you know me. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Oh, yeah.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. Marshall's going to talk a little bit about Alexandria. What's her name? AOC. Occasionally coherent. I'm glad everybody can. I'm, I'm a fan of her, and I'll have to exp- a big fan, huge fan of hers. You saw the dancing video. And I'll, I actually haven't. I'll have to explain why during Marshall's news. But, it's remarkable. But, yes. Um, the, the, I love I love and hate politics both. I love the, 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 the trying to figure out the game of it. Sure. And the why some things catch on and some things don't, and some people do and some people don't. I love that. When you actually start talking about how the issues affect everything and all that, then I then I despise it because it's absolutely the worst and most horrific way to accomplish anything. This is no way to run a country. But I'm so excited about talking about the 2020 election. We'll get to that later. You know, several people are in. Um, several people are about to get in. This is going to be one of the more entertaining uh, attempts to get the nomination we've ever seen. I, I, I admire your childlike enthusiasm, oh. and I'm jealous of it. Oh, I feel gleeful. like I'm walking into the doctor's office for a painful series of shots. Boy, I'm gleeful. <laughs> I can't oh, wait. Wow. Did you see Elizabeth Warren drinking the beer? I did. Oh, that was so great. Best thing ever. That All right, awesome. you're right. You're right. There's going to be so much of that. And wait till they start attacking. I think I'll have a beer. Well, Do we have I... that tape? Let's get, the, uh, let's get that tape. It's priceless. Wait till they start attacking each other. Which has got to happen soon. All right. You're right. Now That's you got me. so good. You got, now, you're talking about the uh, 70, 76 to 80 different Democrats running or yeah. just everybody? Yeah. Or? yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fabulous. Plus, we've got that exciting John Kasich run. Independent Republican. Right. No one, Mitt Romney's. Exciting to no one. Mitt Ro- Mrs. Kasich doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> Mitt Romney's op-ed piece, The Weasel. Oh, boy. We'll talk about that later. Oh, see, that's that. it seems like you've already made a judgment. I have. Okay. Jeez, oh, man. Oh, is that Kasich? That's right. I remember that. I meant to, 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 to text you, Sean. We do need the, I think I'll have a beer. We need that. We're going to wear that out oh, yeah. this year. Yeah, yeah please. <laughs> it is so blatantly just a direct counter to, oh, Beto O'Rourke did a lot of good yeah. stuff when he was live streaming yeah. his drive through orders. I need to get in on that action. Yeah. Oh, but it's so nakedly transparent. <laughs> You're I mean, not just... good at it. You're not a digital native. You didn't grow up doing this stuff. She's a native. And, and, and look. <laughs> and <laughs> I almost let that pass. I almost let that pass. <laughs> she did this uh, uh, big appearance in Iowa the other day. Mm-hmm. Do you realize she did it right between uh, Cherokee County and and uh, and and uh, there was another Indian name county right on the other side? Hilarious. Uh, speaking of beverages, as we were, I think I'll have a beer. Look, here is my husband. Thank you for being here, honey. What does it? Where else would I be at? Would you beer. like a beer? No, I would not. Enjoy not your beer. I will enjoy my beer. <laughs> See how regular I am? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Makes Hillary look natural. Makes Hillary look like Trump. Moving along. Speaking of beverages, uh, quite a number of new laws have passed around the United States of America, as happens every year. Uh, notable that uh, the state of Calunicornia where the politics of the state have become completely unmoored from realism or the way the world actually works or human beings um, and is now entirely an exercise in utopian fantasy. Uh, The plastic straw ban is in effect. Full-service restaurants can be fined $25 a day for serving beverages with unsolicited plastic straws. You want a straw, you got to ask for a straw. I got mixed feelings about the straw thing. On one hand, we don't need 
to be using all those straws. No. Once it was, I think, and I think most people feel that way. Once we were alerted to it, we all thought, yeah, and Friday don't need all It's a good point. But the fact that it started with a completely made-up statistic from a nine-year-old? Right. A third grader made up a stat. More or less, yeah. For a paper. He made a phone call. <laughs> and then and then everybody started repeating it and laws were passed. With serious it's, tones. Did you know we use uh, 40 straws per person every day in America? Wow, really? <laughs> Think about it. Think about and it. And then I don't like the government getting involved. Either. Right, exactly. Particularly in Cal Unicornia, if the word got out that that's kind of a cool and responsible thing to do, I have a feeling a lot of restaurants would do it. And listen, if you don't like it, you go to the restaurant and say, I noticed you brought me a straw without me asking. You know, they clog landfills and, and get up turtles' nose and stuff like that. So you don't need laws. Well, oh, yeah, it's worth noting at this point, and this is a national Wall Street Journal article I'm looking at. They lead off uh, with the fact that it was a busy year for California, whose Democratic state leaders churned out more than 1,000 new laws. That can't be possible. It can't be necessary. Well, that's obvious, but I, right. I can't even hardly believe it's possible. How could you even think of a thousand new laws? It's funny that people emerge from the 20th century with the idea that conservatives like to control things. And, and to my mind, as a libertarian-leaning bloke, there are some cases where I find that to be true, honestly. Uh, if you prize liberty, you've got to put up with a certain amount of behavior you don't like. But it is unquestionable in the 21st century that if you want iron-fisted control, look to the left. They want to control absolutely everything, every aspect of life. Uh, let's see, a lot of new gun restrictions. Uh, Washington State, you've got to be uh, 21 to uh, get a long-barreled gun, rifle or shotgun, raising the legal age uh, from 18. Supreme Court, I hope you're ready. This one's going to go to you uh, before long. Bunch of new sexual harassment lawsuits. Virginia mandates sexual harassment training for legislators and their staffs. Large businesses in Delaware have to provide harassment training to all of their employees. Jack, what is the purpose of harassment training? <laughs> to protect the company from getting sued. Exactly. So they can say, it's not our fault. We trained them. Yeah. That's why you're in that three-hour seminar being told by the worst public speaker you've ever heard <laughs> that you're not allowed to say, gosh, Sally, your breasts look nice today. <laughs> of course, you Hold are. Hold on a sec. You Hold are. on. Yes? Yeah, any any time you want to hit us with that. Yeah. Hold on a sec. I'm going to get me um, a beer. Yeah. Hold on. I'm going to get me a beer. You want a beer? Yeah, all. <laughs> More See, new laws coming up. If AOC had done that, she, she'd have pulled that up. And you thought, yeah, I can see her drinking a beer in her kitchen and... She'd have done a couple of bong hits <laughs> there in Brooklyn. <laughs> what do you got coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, Democrat Socialist Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez making a splash on 60 Minutes last night. And what really made the diplomats brain sick in Cuba? We have got a new oh, theory. want to hear that. Yep. All on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. And make sure we get the Cheryl Atkinson t- tweet that's up there. That is going to open up a can of worms about a, a story she's going to do. We'll bring that to you. Oh, boy. You into the whole vaccines autism story? Oh, boy. Stay tuned for that. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, newly elected Democrat Socialist Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. They call the- her AOC now. 
AOC. Everybody calls her AOC because it's you know it's shorter. You can remember it, etc. AOC was the lead story on 60 Minutes last night. Cortez. I just walked through the lunchroom. They were discussing her on CNN. Everybody's yep. discussing her everywhere. It's really, really interesting, but more on that in a second. Cortez pushing hard on an ultra-progressive agenda. Among her proposals, she's calling for the entire U.S. economy to be powered by renewable energy and well-paying jobs for all Americans within 12 years. What is the problem with trying to push our technological capacities to the furthest extent possible. This would require the raising taxes. There's an element where, yeah, there, people are going to have to start paying their fair share in taxes. Do you have a specific on the tax rate? You know, you look at our tax rates back in the 60s, and when you have a progressive tax rate system, your tax rate, you know, let's say from zero to $75,000 may be 10% or 15%, etc. But once you get to like the tippy, tops. Uh, on your 10 millionth dollar, uh, sometimes you see tax rates as high as 60 or 70 percent. That doesn't mean all 10 million dollars are taxed at an extremely high rate, but it means that as you climb up this ladder, you should be contributing more. I was going to jump in with something hilariously cynical right there about uh, the kids' table at Thanksgiving on how she ought to be at it. But that was actually a fairly reasonable explanation of a progressive tax rate. Having said that, what's what's the problem with powering our entire economy with green energy? Well, the trillions of dollars it would cost us, the massive unemployment of of depression-esque levels that would result if we tried to move too abruptly toward that lovely goal. Well, Joe wants to talk about the policies, which is fine. But I, I, I'm amazed by the phenomenon that is her and 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 why in trying to figure out that out in terms of politics in the year 2019. We've already determined you both, Sean and Joe, seem to agree somewhere around two thirds, 70 percent of her appeal is she's young and cute. It's um, a lot of it. I mean, why does one abduction victim gets get coast to coast coverage or a missing gal for weeks at a time and another's ignored completely? Are they hot? I think it's interesting that um, a lot of the the media that is way left of mainstream Democrats love her positions. Right. So that helps. She's young, hot, and has the positions of all the young reporters that are reporting on her. She upset a real dyed-in-the-wool establishment type. Everybody on the right loves building her up as if she is the Democratic Party. Right. So that's an interesting game that, like, the Fox crowd can play is, like, she's what Democrats are. Right. Which is... You know, she's to the left the most Democrats. Uh, a lot of Democrats, yeah. Um, so, so you got both sides benefiting from that. You've got the problem that Nancy has got as the now speaker where she's got this rock star out there who has really no power and got 18,000 votes to end up being a congressperson. Right. And, and, but is getting all the attention and is way to the left where Nancy wants to be. Nancy does not want to push impeachment. She, does not want to, she doesn't want to sound like a crazy person. So they want to run more mainstream to take on Trump because they think that's what his weakness is. And, and so she's got to figure out how to deal with her. But... Um, AOC did end up voting for Nancy Pelosi for Speaker, which right. is kind of interesting, yeah. came around to that. And she was heckled from the gallery, heckled bitterly, and went on social media and said, don't hate me because you ain't me. <laughs> which is, uh, I mean, it's not exactly Sam Calhoun. I love it. Not, but I, really, I like her not story. Not exactly JFK I, in the Senate. I love her story because I hate this notion 
that the DC Beltway crowd has that you you that only professional polis, politicians can be involved and run this country, and that you have to understand every issue at every level before you can even get into politics. I don't believe that at all. I believe that bartenders from all across this country could could be put in Congress right now, and we'd be just as good off. Why? We'd figure it all out over time. That could be the basis for a new political party. <laughs> Bartenders all around. I don't agree with her yeah. politics, but I'm I'm all for the fact that she doesn't care what Nancy Pelosi thinks. I think is awesome mm. that when people tell her, "No, that's not the way we do it here." Just like when Trump says, "I don't care how you used to do it here. This is the way I'm going to do it, and it'll either work or it won't." I love that. Well, I agree. She's refreshing, but she's a communist. Can we have somebody refreshing who's not a communist? I'm, I'm not worried about her policies winning. Oh, I, I am. I am. Really? There's all sorts of energy on the far left. It's dragging old Nancy left, way left. God help us. <laughs> Her district has 691,000 people in it. She seems to be getting way more attention than that size of congressional weight would allow. Well, would, even, would reckon. even more amazing Please. than that, it was like 20,000 votes that put her in office right. when she defeated that guy. This is amazing. Story that we've been following in Armstrong and Getty uh, for a while now has taken an odd twist. Scientists now believe that the high-pitched sounds heard by diplomats stationed at the U.S. Embassy in Cuba before they began feeling sick from headaches and nausea. Some of that damage permanent. In what were feared to be possibly sonic attacks may actually have been crickets. The Guardian newspaper is reporting the U.S. ordered several diplomats to leave Cuba in 2017 over fears they were being targeted by a mysterious sonic attack that was causing their illness. But now British and American scientists analyzed audio recordings of the noise, saying the sound some of the diplomats heard may have been the sound of the Indies short-tailed cricket, a Caribbean species whose mating call is described by researchers as giving humans the sensation of a continuous, sharp trill. All right. I hate to ruin the fun of cricket talk here. Um, is it possible that, yeah, there are crickets that time of year, and right. the diplomats said there was a weird high-pitched noise, but it's unrelated to the the vicious and, and, and inhumane attack on our diplomats by... Various uh, nefarious regimes, well, the Cubans, the Russians. And the other thing this uh, report out of The Guardian doesn't explain is there were other similar attacks uh, carried out in China yeah, right. against I, diplomats right. in yeah, China. I just think that's crap from The Guardian. Mm. So who who did we... I remember we talked to somebody smart about this a while back. That who, Where did it land on who's got this technology? China? Is that who we were looking at? Well, China! Yeah. yeah. Although, who knows who they're sharing it with. Yeah. Or, it's, or it's crickets. There you go. That's a wrap. Ah! I, don't, I don't think crickets cause permanent uh, brain damage and hearing loss. You'd think we would yeah. know this by now. Yes, yes. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was um, uh, the lady professor from, was it UC San Diego? Yeah. Uh, radio frequency slash microwave radiation. Yeah, and she thought... Um, yeah, yeah, the commies have it. It's a weapon that we only believe a few countries have. China, right. Russia. Right. Uh, uh, we have some skeptical questions about that theory. Why didn't they just try it out on poor uh, political prisoners in China instead of, you know, showing their hand? Right. Um, but there's no question something happened, and it was savage and hurt some, some good and innocent yeah. people. The communists 
Jack willing to overlook that sort of thing if they're cute and don't like Nancy Pelosi or something. I didn't really follow his reasoning. I want more regular people in government. That's all right. What I'll grant you. All right. Fine. I'm with you on that. Um, you have more new laws? Yeah, more new laws. Um, it, it, also, the unseen, unforeseen twist in legalizing marijuana. Oh, Nobody's yeah. buying the legal stuff. Oh, that's interesting. Right. Yeah, because I've got this. Uh, there's an article from a, a man of medicine about we're overlooking some of the downsides of marijuana and our enthusiasm for legalizing marijuana. Because there are some downsides. It's an intoxicant. Mm, such sure. Such. Stay tuned. You are listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The 2020 presidential race. I want everybody to come up with their prediction of who they think is going to be the nominee before the end of the show. I want to hear it. Wow. Both huh? parties, I assume, huh? Well, yeah, I think one party's pretty clear. Yeah, we'll see. Kasich's making quite a run out of Ohio. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> boy. I'm going to tell or you everything. turncoat Mitt Romney. To- Weasel. Oh, wow. Standing up for uh, morality or something. Or when it's something. convenient. Yeah. After the election. Yeah, no kidding. Um, here's everything you need to know about CNN. I'm sitting there getting a little caffeine juice in the uh, the lunchroom. They are going wall to wall on anybody guess in your homes, in your cars. That's right. Apparently, some little court in Massachusetts, some dumpy looking hearing room looks like a high school classroom has decided to allow cameras for a preliminary procedural hearing on the Kevin Spacey thing. Oh, Marshall's going to have that as news next hour. we got to get into that. Or he uh, uh, allegedly groped a young man's junk in a bar, and given his history, I'm sure it happened. Um, on the other hand, this utterly unimportant procedural hearing in a dumpy-looking like auxiliary room in a courthouse somewhere is jammed with media, and CNN is going wall-to-wall covering said procedural hearing because it's a famous movie star. Which reminds me, since that's crap journalism, got to talk about Jill Amberson, uh, former editor of the New York Times, ran the place saying it's now completely off the rails in being anti-Trump. We need to talk about that because that's a big deal. And the other big trend in journalism, which we mentioned briefly earlier, the concocted controversy based on often concocted online comments. Um, So stay tuned for that. But uh, we're talking about some of the new laws enacted around America, and it is, um, you know, it is in a a very real way a tribute to the experiment in democracy that federalism is. The states get to try things, and I like that. I value that. I, I don't like the idea that everything should be a federal law and there should be blanket policies coast to coast. I like federalism. I like if, for instance, you know, California's way left, they're going to try some gun stuff that I don't like. But we'll get to find out what the Supreme Court thinks about it. And so, look, if California gets the votes to, for instance, um, anybody convicted of domestic violence offenses can now lose their gun rights for life. Now, a new law, that was the old thing. 
A new law adds misdemeanor domestic violence or battery, including harmful touching of a spouse, roommate, or dating partner. So now I'm picturing young positive Sean, who has his own place because he's a swinging single. But if you were still in your roommate days, and some guy you ended up living with, he drinks your beer for like the fifth time without replacing it, and you give him a shove, you say, dude... Next time you drink my beer and don't replace it, we're going round and round. You are guilty of harmful touching of a roommate. You have lost your gun rights for life in California. How do you like that? Nah, there's no way the Supreme Court will stand for that. No, absolutely um, not. Like People that have been commit, uh, convicted of domestic abuse, I personally probably don't want you to have a gun. Mm-hmm. You're a certain sort of person. It's a difficult uh, but, constitutional question, though. But right. I'm not the Constitution. And you certainly can't take away somebody's freedom of speech because they got in a fight with their wife. Right. Right. I've been online. Maybe we should think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no good point. Yeah. yeah. The Internet, the world's greatest argument against the First <laughs> Amendment, at least the speech part of it. Uh, so, uh, on the other hand, so you got California uh, way left. Uh, You have Tennessee, a woman must get an ultrasound before an abortion. I'm sorry, women who get an ultrasound before an abortion must be offered an opportunity to learn the results. And that must indicate whether a heartbeat was detected. I'm not going to litigate the entire abortion issue for you, um, but the people in Tennessee have certainly taken a stand trying to communicate to the uh, the woman carrying the baby um, that it is a living human being. There's something alive in there. Right, exactly. So uh, the good people of Tennessee are going to try that. New Democrat-backed health insurance law in New Jersey. I'll give you the long and short. They've reinstated the individual mandate for Obamacare on a state basis. Um, you have to have insurance or there are hundreds of dollars in fines which probably like Obamacare is a fraction of what the cost of the insurance would have been. So if you're young and healthy, you're just not going to get insurance anyway, which was the whole problem with the uh, with that thing. Under New York City laws, brand new, people who identify neither as a male or female can now list, or, list their gender as X on birth certificates. I, d- I don't know where we're going with this. I don't know where society's going with Crazyville. this. Crazyville. <laughs> I will tell you this. I will tell you that I'm reminded of the scene from Reservoir Dogs, the Quentin Tarantino classic, wherein the uh, the fellows, the criminals involved in the caper, were being assigned code names, and they were colors: Mister White, Mister Green, Mister Brown. And Steve Buscemi, the brilliant character actor, was given Mister Pink. He didn't want to be Mister Pink. He asked to be Mister Black. To which the mob boss responded, everybody wants to be Mr. Black. <laughs> well, <laughs> wouldn't you like to have X on your driver's license? That's pretty your cool. Gender? Everybody wants to be Mr. X. I or, might have chosen it just as like, a, you know, I'm young and rebellious. Sure, sure. And you're so desperate for people to pay attention to you, you invent uh, various differences that... The narcissism of small distinctions. Google it. Uh, There are reams of sexual harassment laws. State to state. Virginia mandates sexual harassment training for legislators. We mentioned that. California has new laws targeting workplace sexual harassment. Listen to this. Um, Oh, this is the one I really like. 
A single stray sexist joke or remark made by a manager can count as evidence in a discrimination suit, even if the comment didn't relate to a hiring decision or anything like that. Oh, that's right. And he also uh, once said, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's what she said. He did a that's what she said at the water cooler once. (laughs) Oh, my God. End his career. What a a fun place to live. Yeah. Where where these things are nitpicked like this. I I have to jump in quickly with this. Jump in. Sean, have you nailed that? Do you know about this? Is this true or not? Do you know this? No. Okay, we're going to do some research. There may be something from the Elizabeth Warren beer drinking video that is going to cause her great, great problems. Oh, no. Oh, no. Now, it, Plus, it, come on now. I want to hear that tape over and over again. Have you looked into this, Hanson? I'm going Does, to have you don't me know? a beer. If what it looks like was up on the shelf behind her, in the beer drinking video, she's probably done. As a presidential a, candidate. Was it a Klan robe? Or Might what? as well have been. Oh, my. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.